0: At the end of Surah Yusuf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that when they were united, Yusuf alayhi salam said, he proclaimed. He proclaimed and said that indeed Allah was good to me. When? He removed me from prison and he brought you out of the desert. After shaitan caused enmity between me and my brothers, La ilaha illallah. Are you following here? What did he say? This is when he's in his 50s. He's saying, Allah was good to me after shaitan caused hatred and enmity between me and my brothers. Who taught him this? Who taught him this? In pure English. Who taught him this? His father, Yaqub salam Normally when you ask the question, you're supposed to? I don't know if you know this here. When you ask a question, you're supposed to... I can't hear you. You're supposed to answer. So who taught him this lesson? Ya'qub alayhi salam, When? When he was a young boy in the house of Ya'qub. Did Ya'qub have access to Yusuf alayhi salam when he was 15, and 18, and 20, and 25, and 30, and 35, and 40, and 45, and 50? Did he have access to him? So when he immediately met his father... He exclaims, Allah was good to me when Allah took me out of prison and brought you out of the desert after Shaytan caused enmity between me and my brothers. This is the first thing he tells his father. As if he's so excited to tell his father, my dear father, you know those lessons you told me when I was three and four and five and six and seven? Wallahi, I value them. And I made dua for you. And let me teach you some of the lessons or remind you some of the lessons you taught me. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. You see what proactive parenting does, my dear brothers and sisters. And yaqub alayhi salam knew that my son is going to go through difficulty. And he's going to be tested. So he went on to guide his child. To guide his child. And remember we discussed on Sunday, we said that from good parenting is to command your child and after commanding them is to do What? To explain the command. Did we not say that? We said, command them and explain the command. And we gave examples from Luqman. Remember? From the story of Luqman. Remember that? Ya'qub Yaqub a.s. does this as well here. alayhi salam says, do not tell this dream to your brothers. But he explains himself. He goes, because they might plot against you. And then he guided his child because he knew as we said earlier that this child might become confused that how come my father is telling me to hide things from my brothers. These are my protectors. Right? So Yaqub salam said, my dear son, if they do anything, it's not them. But it's who? Shaytan. Shaytan. And then Yaqub salam knew my time with my son is limited. Thus I must teach him from the university of life. So he turned to his son and said, Oh my dear son, وَكَذَلِكَ يَجْتَبِكَ رَبُّكَ وَيُعَلِّمُكَ مِن تَأْوِيلِ الْأَحَادِيثِ He said to his son, My dear son, understand from now, this lesson which is from the university of life, before we are separated, understand that you are going to go through difficulty. And whatever you go through, Understand, it's Allah's plan. This is how Allah is completing His favor upon you and teaching you prophecy and teaching you how to interpret dreams. And this is how He completed His favor upon the family of Yaqub. And this is how He completed His favor upon your forefathers, Ibrahim and Ishaq. This is the university of life. He's telling him from experience. He's telling him from history that my dear son, Ibrahim salam was told to take Ismail and Hajar to a barren land. He was also tested. My dear son, Ibrahim salam was thrown into the fire. He was also tested. Don't forget how they were tested, my dear son. And remember, when you being tested, that Allah is completing His favor upon you, like how He completed His favors upon them. This is what Yusuf, alayhi salam, held steadfast to, when He was taken as a slave, when He was totally innocent, and sold in a house of shirk, when He was a person of tawheed, and a prophet, who was a son of a prophet, who was a son of a prophet, who was the son of Khalilullah Ibrahim, alayhi salam. This is what he held steadfast to. When they were loose between themselves and seduction and zina was rampant in that society, he never fell prey to it. He was a product of his core self. He wasn't a product of the nurture of the environment, as the philosophers say. He was a product of his core self, of that which was nurtured by his own father, Yaqub alayhi salam. And then Yaqub alayhi salam went to tell him, and remember this is the lesson of what? The lesson of being a proactive father. Yaqub alayhi salam went to tell him, to teach him about some of the qualities of Allah. And he chose to teach him that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-knowledgeable and the all-wise. He chose these two names and qualities to teach his son Yusuf alayhi salam at this young age. Why? So that Yusuf salam knows, he's telling his son, my dear son, when you are thrown into the bottom of a well, and your shirt is taken from you, and you are scared and think that nobody knows, understand that your Rabb is Alimun Hakim. Your Rabb is the all-knowledgeable. He knows where you are. And He's the all-wise. He knows why you're there. And my dear son, when you are taken as a slave, even though you're not a slave, you're the son of a prophet and free. And you think nobody knows. And you're so young. Understand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Inna رَبَّكَ Allah knows where you are. And Allah knows why you're there. He's Hakim. He's all-wise. And my dear son, when you are transported out of Palestine and taken to Egypt, a totally foreign land, because Ya'qub was based in Palestine, When you are transported out of your homeland, understand that don't think nobody knows where you are. Allah knows where you are, and Allah knows why you are there. He's wise as to why you are there. And my dear son, when you are locked up in a room, and nobody can see you, and you are being called to adultery and zina, and you think nobody knows, understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows where you are, and He knows why you're there. And my dear son, when you're thrown into prison, when you're totally innocent, and you think you all by yourself. Understand my dear son, that Allah knows where you are. And Allah is wise as to why you're there. Subhana la'ala. He taught this young boy these lessons. Thus he grew up an upright person. And he remembered these lessons throughout his life. For when he was locked in the room with the minister's wife, and she said, or she called him to her, what did he say? Immediately he said, "Ma'ad Allah. I seek protection from Allah. Immediately. Even though by now, he had completed decades without hearing about Allah and hearing about Tawheed. But the first words that came to his mind when he was locked up there, "Ma'ad Allah, I seek Allah's protection. When he was in the prison and he met the two inmates, he tells them, that I am on the way of my father and my forefathers. Who taught him that lesson, the way of his father and his forefathers? Yaqub alayhi salam, when? When he was a young seven year old boy. When he's in the prison and now he's over 40, he's telling the inmates, abai. I am upon the ways of my fathers. No identity crisis. Somebody would say a child like this, he would be suffering an identity crisis. He wouldn't know who he is. He's grown up in, with shirk around him, with no morals, no manners, no etiquettes around him. He should have, he should be suffering an identity crisis. But in his 40s, he's proudly announcing that I didn't suffer an identity crisis. I know who I am. I am Yusuf, the son of Yaqub, who is a prophet, the son of Ishaq, who is a prophet, the son of Khalilullah Ibrahim, alayhi salam. I am upon the way of my fathers. So this is the first lesson from the story of Yusuf. I've packaged it under the title A Cohesive Family. And we've discussed the first element of a Cohesive Family and that is the father or parent-child relationship. May Allah grant us the understanding. Wallahi, I can go on. I can go on. In fact, I think this is the only lesson we can share with one another. But I really have some more I want to share with you. So please bear with me. Please bear with me. I don't know when I'll be back with you all. The summary is, we need to be proactive in our children's lives. We need to be their heroes. When a child is asked, who's your hero? He should say, my dad. He should say, my dad. That's what you should say. Okay? Young boys and young girls. But remember, that for them to say that, you have to earn it. My dear fathers and my dear mothers. Yaqub alayhi salam earned the right to be the hero of Yusuf alayhi salam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us heroes to our children. And may Allah protect our children from vice and harm. Ameen. The second dimension to family cohesion is the child parent relationship. And this is taught to us in many places in Surah Yusuf as well. Starting with the initial ayat that we recited, where Yusuf salam said, Ya Abati. Ya Abati. Oh my dear father. This is a lesson to the children on how to address their parents with the most beautiful of terminologies, in the most softest of ways, in the most beautiful of ways. Oh my dear father. Ya abati the softest way in the Arabic language to call out to your father and mother by adding the ta to the term ab or um. Ya abati. And this was the sunnah this was from the sunan of the anbiya and on Sunday we discussed the relationship between Ibrahim and Ismail alayhi and they too addressed themselves with utmost respect with utmost respect Surah Yusuf also teaches us with regards to our parents that we should never use the truth against them whilst intending falsehood. We should never use the truth with them whilst we intend falsehood from the truth. Right? We're discussing now the dimension child-parent. First was parent-child. The first lesson from child parent is speak to your parents with the most beautiful of words. Address them in the most beautiful of ways. The second lesson is never use something which is haq with them with the intention of batil and falsehood. And we learn this from the brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about them. And He says that they said, قَالُوا يَا أَبَانَا مَالَكَ لَا تَأْمَنَّا عَلَى يُوسُفَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَنَاصِحُونَ أَرْسِلْهُمَ عَنَا غَدًا يَرْتَعْ وَيَلْعَبَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ They went to their father, when now when they wanted to get rid of Yusuf, They said, you know what? Yusuf is under our father's tight watch. We need to get Yusuf away from him. What did they do? They went to their father and said, Oh, our father. What is it with you that you don't trust us with Yusuf? Emotional blackmail. What is it with you that you don't trust us with Yusuf? And we are his sincere advisors. Send him with us so that we can race with one another and play with one another and we will be his protectors. Yes, this is truth. This is truth. We his brothers, we his protectors. If you send him with us, we will play with him. Why is it that you don't send him with us? It's good for him to have exposure outside the home. It builds his confidence, right? We have to send our children out. Don't keep them always next to you. Right? It makes them mothers, babies, and so on and so forth. This is in effect what was happening. This is what was happening. So they were using truth, but they intended with it falsehood. And this is known as emotional blackmail. And Surah Yusuf teaches us that this is not what you should do with your parents. And this is haram, and this is disliked. The second lesson. The third lesson Surah Yusuf teaches us with regards to the child-parent relationship, is that we should never ever make our parents worry. Never from being good to them, is that we never even make them worry over us. If you tell them, father and mother, I'm coming home at 10 o'clock, and you're stuck in traffic, which is mashallah something, I think which a plausible excuse here in Sri Lanka. I think it's very difficult to make your appointments unless you are 40 minutes early for your appointment. (laughs) If you're stuck in traffic, don't just say, it's all right, I'll be five minutes late, they'll be okay. No. Call them and say, mom and dad, I told you I'm coming at 10, I'm stuck in traffic, I'll be home at 10.05, inshaAllah. Or maybe a few more minutes past that. This is from being good to your parents as taught to us in Surah Yusuf. Surah Yusuf teaches us that we, from disrespecting our parents, is even making them worry over us. Subhanallah. Where do we learn this? From Ya'qub alayhi salam's speech to his child. Yaqub alayhi salam said qala inni la an tadhhabu bihi wa akhaf wa akhaf an ya'kuluhu al-dhi'b wa antum anhu ghafinun Yaqub said you know what my children it saddens me that you take him because i fear that a wolf might devour him What did Ya'qub say? It saddens me that you take him. The scholars of Tafsir say, we deduce from this, that it's not allowed for you to make your parents sad. If they tell you, this scares me, this saddens me, whether it makes sense to you or not, it's out of birr and goodness to your parents that you don't even do that which makes them sad and scared. Remember we said tadabbur, how we extract lessons from behind the ayat. The ayah is just telling us a story, what Yaqub said. But when we ponder over it, we deduce a lesson that from being good and diligent with your parents is not you shouldn't even make them scared. If you're one minute late, call them. Subhanallah. Subhanallah, how beautiful the Quran is. Surah Yusuf also teaches us that we should look after our tongues always with our parents. Always, especially with our parents. But look look, look after our tongue, always. Emotional blackmail is a big red X. Especially with our parents, right? And we've discussed this from the ayat that we've taken. And we learn this also from other ayat in Surah Yusuf. For after they abducted Yusuf and tore his shirt away, they came home to their father at night. With crocodile tears See this is from emotional blackmail And deceiving your parents And cheating your parents Surah Yusuf is teaching us We should never do this with them Some children, mashallah They professional criers And we know, in fact you know a two year old Two year old is the best negotiator A two year old is the best negotiator Because they will in the shop In front of everybody Jump on their back and their stomach And kick and bring the tears out And scream until you say Okay, okay, I'll buy it for you, calm down <laughs> Have we experienced that? Right? Right? So, they came to their parents, they're not two year old children. Two year old children are excused. They came to their parents with tears. Allah says, abahum They came to their father in the evening crying. So their father said to them, or they said to their father, Oh our father, we went racing with one another and we forgot about Yusuf. And we left him with our, our uh, merchandise, with our belongings, and a wolf ate him. And you know what? You will not believe us even if we're telling the truth. You see, emotional blackmail. That's emotional blackmail. You will not believe us even if we're telling the truth. And then they presented the shirt to Ya'qub a.s. to say, Look, the shirt has blood on it. This is what happened to it. But Yaqub alayhi salam knew that they were lying to him. But Yaqub alayhi salam was an amazing father. He had hikmah. He had wisdom. He knew when to say something and how to say something. Thus, he said, Nay, you have indeed formulated something. And I will exercise a beautiful patience. So we learn from this, that we should never lie to our parents. In terms of the parent or child-parent relationship, we said number one, talk to them beautifully. Number two, don't use emotional blackmail. Number three, don't deceive them. And from deceiving them is lying to them. Surah Yusuf teaches us that these are big X's. We should never have this in our relationship with our parents. It teaches us that the manner in which we behave with our parents, will be the manner in which our children will behave with us. Allah al-musta'ah. Surah Yusuf teaches us this as well. That what you plant, so shall you reap. If you act with your parents in a certain way, tomorrow you will have children. And fear that they will behave with you in that particular way. Because towards the end of Surah Yusuf, when Ya'qub is a very old man, and he keeps on talking about Yusuf alayhi salam, the grandchildren of Ya'qub alayhi salam say to him, They say to him that by Allah, indeed you are in the same old era. Allahul Musta'an, Allahul Musta'an. You see what the grandchildren are saying now. The grand—these are the children of. These brothers, these children who came home, the brothers of Yusuf, who came home and they lied to their father, and they deceived their father, and they used emotional blackmail against their father, these grandchildren, their children, have adopted this ideology with the elders. They're telling Yaqub alayhi salam, that by Allah, you, when you he was talking about Yusuf, so they turned to him and said, by Allah, indeed you are in your old era. Disrespectful. Allahul musta'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. I mean, my dear brothers and sisters, at this particular juncture, I want, to, I want to coin a question. And that question is, what is our relationship with our parents? Right now, I want you to ask yourself, what is our relationship with our parents? Are we diligent children with our parents? Are our parents truly happy with us? Are there days in our parents' lives when they sit and they wish we would be different children to what we are? ask yourself this question especially our mothers because rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us about how the mother has a precedence in our lives over the father and to make us understand this better i want you to imagine a mother who writes a letter to her child what do you think this mother would say in her letter would she not say my dear son A long time ago I received the best news a mother can receive, a human being can receive. And that was the news when I was informed that I was pregnant with you. And my dear child, I cannot express how happy I was on that day. And weeks passed by after that. And my body started changing. And I was scared. Because I could not eat except that I would vomit what I ate. And I would feel weak. And my body started expanding as you grew in me. And my dear child, I promise you that with all the fear that I had, I was loving you more with every day that passed. Even though all this was happening to me, the day that I held you became even more dearer to me. And my dear child, those weeks became months. And I became even more heavier to such an extent where I couldn't stand for long. I couldn't walk for long. And then a time came when I couldn't even sleep on my back. Because of the weight of carrying you would cause immense pain on my chest. So I would sleep on my side. But I would fear when I would turn to my side that I might roll onto my stomach and harm you. That was a fear in my mind, my dear child. But I would try my best. And every day that passed, my love for you grew stronger. And my desire to hold you grew stronger. Until my dear child, a day came when I felt a pain that I never ever felt in my life before. A pain in which I thought I would die. Wallahi, I thought I was going to die. A pain which I would not wish that my enemy felt. And it was the day when you were about to enter this world. And it lasted for long. Pain after pain. Contraction after contraction. Second after second. Minute after minute, by Allah, it felt like a lifetime. I thought I wouldn't survive from this. But I promise you, my dear child, that there was never a moment, never a moment that I hated you during that process. Never a moment where I said, an evil word to you, or an evil word about you. Rather, my desire for you, my desire to hold you, my desire to see you kept me going that inshallah it's soon, that inshallah it's soon. And I carried on going, I never ever said, that I will take revenge over you after you're born. I never ever said, that woe to you, woe to you, I never uttered a word of enmity, and hatred towards you, as I suffered these pangs, that felt like the pangs of death. And then my dear son, or my dear child, you entered this world. And when I saw you, the pangs of death that I thought I felt, dissipated. And the tears that I had in my eyes, became tears of joy. And the hurt that I felt in my body, became a hurt of joy, as I held you and brought you to my chest. And smiled and said, سُبْحَانَ Allah has blessed us with a great blessing. And then my dear child, it never stopped there. For... The sleepless nights came after. Why sleepless nights my dear child? Because I could not tolerate. I could not tolerate you crying one bit. I would be so tired from looking after you during the day. That when I finally got some sleep, and you made one sound, it woke me up immediately because it would hurt me that you would be uncomfortable. So I got up and said, rather I be uncomfortable than you be uncomfortable. Allahu Akbar. This is what she probably would write. And I would pick you up and pat your back and make sure you fed and make sure the milk is at the right temperature so that you would experience utmost comfort. And then you grew up, my dear child, I saw you walking and before that crawling. And then a day came which was difficult for me. And that was the day when I had to take you to school. And I held your hand, my dear child. And I took you to school. And you cried there. And I cried too. But I had to hold my tears because I knew it was good for you to be there. And I didn't want to make you upset that I was upset as well. So I held my emotions and left you there. And then my dear child, you grew in that school. And you developed independence. And you did things for yourself. Until a day came in your in your life and in my life When I was so happy for you, but I was extremely sad as well. And that was the day my dear child and my dear son, when you were getting married. When you found someone to get married to. I was so happy for you when I saw your happiness. But I was so sad as well. Why? Because my dear child, those few things which I love doing for you, somebody else is going to do them for you now. Allahu Akbar. Sometimes we don't understand our mothers. When there's a problem between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, we, we don't give our mother the haqq. And say, she's just having difficulty dealing with the fact that she can't... She, she, I'm no more dependent on her cooking and her looking after me. That's it. She's just dealing with that. Sometimes we don't give our parents that haqq and that due. And we say, what's wrong with you? Can't you be happy with me? I'm married now. بِاللَّهِ بِاللَّهِ Surah Yusuf teaches us, don't even do that which makes your parents sad. She says, my dear child, I was so happy for you. But I was so sad because somebody else is going to do what I love doing for you. Subhanallah we would say that's a chore. They say, no, it's my happiness to wake up and make you breakfast and maybe wash your clothes and make your room and check that you're happy and ask you every now and again, my dear son, are you okay? How was your day? It's our happiness, not a chore for us. We, we wake up for it and we go to sleep for it. Subhana ala They gave birth to us at the end of the day, my dear brothers and fathers and mothers and sisters. This is what she would probably say. So in light of this letter, in light of this letter, my dear mothers and fathers, let us ask ourselves, what is our condition with our parents? Especially our mothers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to be towards being diligent with our parents after commanding us towards tawheed. We discussed this during our lecture about bonds of kinship and Surah Yusuf from the lessons is how to be a diligent child. What is our condition with our parents? May Allah forgive us. May Allah forgive us. Ameen.